Y'all know what time it is. It's scripture time. Not scripture, scripture, S-T-R. Second Peter 1 and 3 is our theme for the year. I need somebody. Come on up here. You gonna do it? All right, come on. Reverend Overby's gonna represent. Sister Angela, you wanna come up too? Come on up, you come on up too. Come on up, come on up. Nope. You just wanna come up here to wear this jersey. That's what it is. You just want people to see what you got on. We got two today, y'all. Come on, give them a big clap off in the praise. Come on. Come on. Ladies first, Reverend Obi, is that all right? Stay right there. You ain't got because you can still do it. I, I was always telling them, I need a man. Yeah, I need a man up here. So stay right here. Stay right here. Good morning. It's divine power. Second Peter, first chapter, verse three. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly, for a godly life through our knowledge of him who is called for his glory and good, for who is called by his own glory and goodness. That's it. That's it. Right Morning, church. I'm carrying this for the men, all right, men? So I came up here for you all. Just knock it out. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him, <coughs> excuse me, he has called us by his, by his own glory and goodness. The yellow and black was slowing up my brain process there, but I had it and I recited it so that my daughter would know that I knew it too. So she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, you got it. Good job, man. Give Reverend Overby a hand as well. All right, y'all ready? Here we go with feeling. His divine power. His divine power has given us everything we need. Everything we need. Everything we need. I like that part, right? For a godly life. What kind of life? Through our knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and goodness. Good job. Good job. We're going to keep going. Good job. All right. Stand on your feet. Deuteronomy chapter 20. That was the memory verse. What y'all sitting down for? Hey, we, this is the scripture verse for today. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse number one. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them because the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt will be with you. When you're about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Here, Israel, today you're going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not panic. Be terrified by them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies 
to give you victory. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time for a beat down. Baby Cedar. Father, if you would now, please, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, God. You are my strength and my redeemer. Let all of God's people say, it's time for a beat down. Super Bowl Sunday has taken on its own traditions and kind of, in many ways, has become a holiday of sorts. Super Bowl itself is easily the most watched television event of the year. Most people who watch the game, however, don't watch it for the football game. Most people are drawn to the Super Bowl because of the entertainment that is around the Super Bowl. Most people want to know who's singing the national anthem. That's Reba McIntyre this year. Who's singing America the Beautiful? That's Post Malone. Who's doing the halftime show? Y'all don't even know who in the Super Bowl. I'm just going to watch Usher. I need to hear my boo. I, I, I just need to hear don't care who in the Super Bowl. Just let me know in halftime show. And, and so we also watched the game for the commercials. This year, a 30-second commercial spot is going to cost $7 million. So when you're watching the game and you're watching all these commercial spots, just keep in mind, everyone, every time you see one, that's seven million. That's seven million. It's another seven million. So from the entertainment value, people like the Super Bowl because of all of the other stuff that comes with it. But for the football game, there is a lot at stake for the winner and the loser. Because if you win, your name and your team is forever etched in history. If you lose, you're mostly forgotten. Most people may or may not know or remember who won the Super Bowl last year. Kansas City won it last year. And they defeated Philadelphia. Kansas City is back. Philadelphia took a step back this year. And most people are going to celebrate Patrick Mahomes. And now Jalen Hurts has been forgotten. There is a man in the 1800s. He lived in the early 1800s. He was a New York senator. His name was William Marcy. And when Andrew Jackson became president of our United States in 1828, he coined the phrase, to the victor goes the spoils, which means that whoever wins usually gets the goods and the benefits from the one who lost. I bring that to your attention because the game in many ways is synonymous with war. 
And in war, to the victors go the spoils. If you win, you take over what the enemy has taken from you. If you lose, the enemy gets to keep what he took from you. And that is what's at stake. Now, while today it might be Kansas City and San Francisco, for us, what we understand is that there's a bigger war going on. There are bigger things at stake. There's an enemy that is coming after us, that wants us to be defeated. And whether you realize it or not, child of God, you're in a fight every single day. You might not want to be in it. You might not want to go to blows. You might want to ignore it. But the reality is if the Lord wakes you up, as soon as you leave your house, no, as soon as you get out the bed, can somebody say there's a war going on? And this is what you need to understand as a child of God, whether you like it or not. Now, the interesting part, Minister Underwood, about the Bible, because one of the, the benefits, let me sigh about for a minute. One of the benefits and the blessings of technology is when you put scriptures up on the screen, it's easy for you to get to. If you're on your phone, um, it's easy to get to the verse. It's easy to get to the tablet. But when you had a book print Bible, you had something in the print Bible called a table of contents. And the table of contents helps you to understand where you are in the Bible. Me just putting Deuteronomy up on the screen doesn't tell you where it is in the Bible. So you have to understand where it is to understand the context and what's being said and what's going on around it. Hint, hint, this is what we're going to do in Bible study. But this is why you need to understand that. So Deuteronomy is in the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, there were a lot of physical wars. But in the New Testament, Minister Underwood, there are not as many physical wars. In the New Testament, they are spiritual wars. Now, we know about Israel and Palestine. We know about Ukraine and Russia. Those are the physical wars going on right now. But what about the war for your soul? Because that war is going on too. What about the war of your mind and what you put in it? That war is going on too. What about the war of your heart and who and what you allow access to it? That war is going on right now. So while we get so caught up in physical war, make no mistake, the real battle you fighting is the war for this. The war for this. The war for this. Because the enemy knows that's much more valuable than your money. If he got your heart, he got your money. If he got your mind, he got your body. If he got your soul, then he has whatever he can do with you. So that's why he ain't chasing your stuff. He's chasing your heart. And that's the war you need to understand. Now, whether it's a physical war 
or whether it's a spiritual war, war is war. And the goal of a war is to win it. Now, last I checked, Minister Underwood, the scripture says for our enemy that the enemy comes but to do three things. Steal, kill, and destroy. So y'all help me understand. If the enemy only wants to steal, kill, and destroy, then why do I entertain him? Why do I allow him to stay in my house? Why do I allow him to stay in my mind? Why do I allow other people who have been infiltrated by the enemy to speak into me? If his job is to steal from me, to kill my dreams, kill my hope, kill anything that I see what God can do in my life and destroy my family, destroy my future, destroy what God has for me, why do I entertain him? There is a war going on. And it plays out today like a Super Bowl with, between two teams on a field. But for us, it's bigger than a field. It's your eternity at stake. It's your peace of mind at stake. It's your walking in purpose that's at stake. And so when we read Deuteronomy, I want you to understand that this is the fifth book in the Bible. This is the Old Testament. Deuteronomy was written by a man named Moses who wrote the first five books of the Old Testament called the Torah or the law. When, when Moses writes Deuteronomy, he's older in years, and the people of God are right at the bank of the river. Uh, they can see the promised land, but they are on the other side of it because there's a river in front of them. And before they enter into the promised land that was promised by God in Genesis, Moses is repeating some of the things that he told the people back in Exodus. So the question is, why does he have to repeat what he said? Because he already said it in Exodus. Well, when we get to Numbers, which is the third book, y'all know the story. God says, send some spies over into the land. And when they came back, 10 of them had a negative report. Yeah, it's great over there, but um, we can't overcome those people because they are bigger than us. They're stronger than us. We look like grasshoppers to them. And there was two of the 12, Joshua and Caleb, that said, y'all sit down. If God has it for us, it don't matter what they look like. We can take it, but because... The people believe the ten and not the two. God said, since you're going to put your faith in man, then you ain't fit to enter into the promised land. So they were in the wilderness 40 years. Imagine this, Lady Swan. What should have taken three weeks took 40 years. Because you didn't believe what I told you. 
And what God did was that he allowed many of the people who believed in the ten to die out. And now in Deuteronomy, he's got a new generation of people that he did not see before when he gave the Ten Commandments in Exodus 20. They hadn't been born yet. So now he's got to give it to them again. By the time we get to Deuteronomy 20, here is what God says. Verse 1, when you go and fight your enemy, may I suggest to you, he didn't say if. He said when, which means whether you want it or not, it's coming. And, and let me suggest, in their time, the enemy was those on the other side that wanted to keep their land. Uh, but you need to know and have enough discernment to know who your enemy is. Uh, because sometimes the enemy is somebody that, that talks to you nice but waiting for the opportunity to stab you in the back. <sighs> Sometimes your enemy, uh, I hate to say it, got the same blood type as you. Sometimes your enemy is the one that's in your friends list on social media. It ain't always the people sometimes that you don't know. Sometimes your enemies are the people that are closest so what you need to know and understand and have discernment with is, who am I fighting? So uh, he says, when your enemies come against you. When, not if, when. This is why we're doing the 40 days. We are preparing ourselves for the when, not the if. When your enemies come upon you and you see that they have horses bigger than yours, chariots bigger than yours, and an army that is bigger than yours. You know what Moses told him? When you see all of that, don't be scared. Because part of our problem is we look at all the stuff that's going on in society. Lord, look at all these shootings. Lord, look at all this crime. Lord, look at all this stuff happening in our schools. Lord, look at all this stuff in our political system. Lord, it just seems like it's too much everywhere I go. Lord says, stop it. He said, when you see it all, don't be scared. Why? He said, because the Lord who brought you out of Egypt Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost now. Will be with you. Now, here's the key. When he said the Lord, uh, the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, Moses was trying to remind the people that Egypt was where you came from. Egypt was where you were bound. Egypt was when I met you. Egypt was when you couldn't see your way. Egypt was when you thought you had it going on, but you was broke as two left shoes. Egypt was when you looked like you looked apart, but you really didn't know what your purpose was. You didn't know who you were. You didn't know what you were. And that's where I found you. And I brought you out of that. And here's the reminder. If I can bring you out of your broke self, 
If I can bring you out of your depressed self, if I can bring you out of your low self-esteem self, if I can bring you out of your insecure self, if I can bring you out of your fearful self, then you better know that there's nothing out here that can stop you from having victory because if I did it to you once, I need some people right now to do a flashback. Now, you ain't been like this all the time. You ain't been looking this good. You ain't had it all together like this. Remember what God brought you from. Can somebody give God a praise and say, I don't look like I went, what I've been through. I don't look like where I've been. I got a new walk and a new talk because he brought me out of Egypt. When you start seeing all that stuff, you start seeing all the craziness, and you start feeling like there ain't no way that it can happen, just get a flashback of where you used to be. You was caught up, you was broke, you was busted, you was disgusted, you couldn't see your way, and the Lord brought you out. I need five people right about now to say, that's my testimony. I thank God that he brought me a mighty long. I know this is Super Sunday, but can we serve a super God? Because he pulled me out of Egypt. And watch this. Uh, Egypt ain't just a place. Minister Underwood, this is for you. Egypt is a mindset too. Because sometimes God got to deliver you from your bad thinking. He got to deliver you from your low thinking. Low vibrations, whatever y'all say today. He's got to deliver you from that so you can see greater for yourself. So this is what he said. When the enemy comes to attack you and you start looking at their horses and you start looking at their chariots and you start looking at their army, um, don't be scared by that. Because the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt will be with you now, now let me let me help y'all understand what Moses is doing because because Minister Underwood they're not about to go to battle, he's telling them ahead of time what you're gonna do when it comes. See, I don't know when your battle gonna be, but I'm giving it to you now so that whenever it comes, you ain't falling apart, you ain't going crazy. You ain't going to go missing in church. You ain't going to stop reading your word. You're going to know exactly what to do when the enemy try to come your way. This ain't the time to fall apart. In football, you get hit, get back up, get back in the huddle. We're going to call another play, and we're going to keep running and moving forward. But, but, but here's what happens that messed me up, Minister Underwood, because in verse 2, it says that uh, Moses then said, then the priest shall go out and address the army. Not the general. The priests. How in the world and why is the priest going to go in front of the army and talk to the army? Because here's what God is saying. If you don't recognize that you can't win this war unless God is in it first. Then you ain't going to win. 
And for so many of you, the reason why you're frustrated, you're tired, you're confused, you're mad, you're frustrated, is because you've been trying to fight a battle for years on your own strength. And now you're discovering, I can't do it. You know why? Because you ain't put the priest out first. You thought you was the general of your life. I'm going to make this phone call and it's going to get all straight. Uh-huh. And it got worse. Mm-hmm. And then you got hit with a situation that you couldn't make a phone call with. So now you get hit with, the doctor's got to run some tests. And now you got to wait till them test results come back. And you sitting there wondering, mind racing, the what ifs in all of that waiting moment. Put the priest out first. And here is what Moses said. Uh, when the priest comes out, he going to address the army. And here is what the priest is going to say. The priest is going to say, today is time for battle. Don't be fearful or afraid. Don't be terrified or worried about what you're going to see. Verse 4 is where I want to anchor, and I'm going to get out of here. He says in verse number 4, for the Lord is going with you and is going to fight. So that you can get victory. Josh, praise team, thank you so much. For ministering on victory today because people need to be reminded here is what God is telling you when you in war that when you in war I am going to first of all be with you To be with me means that not only is he around me but he's also And if he is in me, then that goes back to our verse for the year that says, by his divine power, he has given us for a godly life. That means if he's with me, I got what I need to fight this battle, to look the enemy in the face and say, for God I live and for God I die because he got it in me. I need some folk in here today. That when you know you got victory, because you know the game has already been played, you know the victory has already been assured, that don't mean you ain't going to get hit. That don't mean you ain't going to fall. But you got to realize that victory is in your possession. I need you to start bragging. I need you to start living. I need you to start praising like you already got it. Do I have any saints in here that know that the game has already been played, that the victory has already been assured? Then give God your best praise and say it ain't sickness, it ain't divorce, it ain't low self-esteem. It ain't cancer. It ain't none of that. Because I got the... Woo! 
So when you ask me who's going to win the game today, I don't care. Who's going to win the war? That's what I want to know. I don't want to know who's going to win a game. Who's going to win the war of my mind? Who's going to win the war of my heart? Who's going to win the war of my soul? Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ who has given us the how do I know? Because when you go to battle, he said, uh, the Lord will be with you. And, this is why you got to read it slow. And the Lord will fight. Which means that even though he gave it to me first, with the power that he's given me, to fight the enemy with the power he's given me, Sometimes we don't know how to use it right. Sometimes we don't know how to access it. And so in the times where we struggle with what we have and we're not strong enough to fight for ourselves, God says, hold on, I got this. I got this. And that's why we should not be so focused on the enemy, you are focused on God. See, I played sport. Mr. Underwood, you played sport. And the one thing that the coaches would tell us is we ain't worried about our opponent. If we do what we're supposed to do, then victory will take care of itself. Yeah, I'm going to watch some film on them to see how they, what their tendencies are. But I ain't worried about what they run. I'm worried about what we run. And I'm going to say the same thing to you. Stop always talking about what the devil's doing. Stop always talking about he busy. That's his job. What the devil's supposed to do, just sit down and chill and watch you go to God? No, he ain't going to do that. His job is to be busy. Can we establish that's a given? Can we establish he comes to wreck things, to destroy things, to kill things? Can we establish that? Can we get it all out the way now? So now, when are you going to start talking about what God doing? When are you going to talk about what we got? When are you going to start talking about what we can do? Because if I'm only worried about the enemy, that's why Moses had to remind the people twice, don't be fearful. Because when I look at all the stuff, then I start feeling inadequate. Stop looking at the stuff. Look at me. I'm the one that control all this. And if you stay with me, you'll get victory. So here it is, y'all. On the football field, there's execution and plays, and there's going to be a winner and loser. But for us, victory over our enemies is assured when our faith is in the right place. And that faith allows his power 
to be released in me that keeps my mind at peace, that keeps my heart right when things ain't right. That's how you have victory. The enemy always wants you in a state of complaining, in a state of whining, in a state of confusion, in a state of doubting, in a state of fear. Because in all of those, you're looking at the horses and the chariots and the army. When do you look at him? My eyes will look to the hills from which cometh my help. All of my help coming from the Lord who made the heaven. So I don't know what your war going to be. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know who it's going to be with. But here's what I'm going to tell you. You're going to have some. And like Moses is giving to the people then, I'm giving it to you now. This walk with God is not free from war. You got to have war to get to what you want. And I'm going to leave with this. If the victor goes to spoils, then that means currently the enemy has stuff that belong to you. Because you allowed him in and minimized your power. So now he's got your mind. He got your mind. He got your heart, but you claim to be a church member. Enemy don't care you come here if he got your mind. Because as soon as you leave, you're going right back to your fearful, doubting self. It's time, y'all, we get him a beat down. It's time I get my stuff back. It's time that I stop looking at what he's doing and I look more at what God is doing and what he will do in me and for me. And when you start shifting that, you'll see. There ain't no play he can run where you don't have the victory. There's nothing that can happen. And, and let me say this. Even in sickness, If God called me home from sickness, that does not mean I lost the victory. What it says is that God said, you have dealt with enough in this shell. And now I got a new shell for you that's coming in glory. Which means then that there's nothing of which the enemy can do to defeat us unless we give our power over to him. It's time for a beat down. I'm tired of him messing with the church. I'm tired of him 
Trying to get in my finances, getting in my mind, getting in my heart. No more. I got the Lord in me, with me, for me. And he will make sure we have the victory. Somebody give God praise. Come on. Stay seated for just a moment, please. We have um, an announcement. Lady Swan has uh, discovered an amazing tool and our ability to have greater victory through our knowledge of him. That's 2 Peter 1 and 3. And so this tool, this gift that Lady Swan is going to talk about is available to everybody. We're going to share with you today. We're excited about it. We're giving it to you today because today um, we know that the 40 days is coming. So this tool will be perfect for what you need as we get into our 40-day consecration. Y'all give Lady Swan a hand. Come on. Hey, family. So listen, we have this, this exciting announcement and this gift that we want to share to you by way of Right Now Media. And it's our gift to you. You know, I, I, I recognize that, you know, we deal with so much, so much in the culture, so much in the media, so much in the news, and, you know, there's only so much that you can take, right? We're in this season of coming up on elections and, and robocalls, and everybody is putting things in our face and telling us what kind of decision to make, trying to make us draw lines in the sand on these things that we believe in in our perspective. And there's only so much of it that we can take before we just say, you know what, enough. I, I need to be more in control of what I feed myself, what I read, what I listen to, how I engage, who I engage with. So we wanna share this with you and then we'll come back on the other side and we'll talk a little bit about it. Bill, would you cue the video, please? Turn your attentions to the screens. As a church leader, your time and resources are limited. It's difficult to find discipleship, Bible study materials that are affordable, easily accessible, and high quality. But there is a way to equip the people in your church every day of the week without losing sleep. Welcome to Right Now Media, the world's largest library of video-driven Bible study resources used by more than 20,000 churches, schools, and organizations. With the Right Now Media subscription, Everyone in our church can access thousands of biblical resources for small groups, kids, couples, and more. As a member, you get access to great content anytime, anywhere, and on any device. We want to equip and inspire everyone in our church beyond Sunday morning. Just a little backstory on it. As Pastor said, I was doing some research as we were coming up on life groups and just trying to figure out what kinds of things, what kind of content to, to grab so that we could equip ourselves. And I came across this tool and all of the resources that are there, um, we fast forward to today and we wanna make this gift available to you. So everybody in our church 
in our congregation will receive a free subscription. Ivy has the subscription. You will receive your free account today. All you need to do is scan the QR code, and on the QR code, you download the app. Right now, media app, you'll see it's, a, it's an orange little icon. Download that app from your, your Apple store, your Google store, whatever platform your phone is on. Download that app, register, receive your invitation, and receive your free gift. I'm gonna stick to my notes because I don't wanna miss anything. And this is to equip you in your personal devotions and study for our leaders with studies for life groups, men and women and youth, family, and your individual studies, you'll be able to create your own personal library of study resources and videos and engagement. And this is all for you, for your growth and your development. We're about love, grow, serve, right? Well, this is the growth part of that, where it's going to put resources right in your hand, on demand, for you to search at any time, on any device, on any topic that you could think of, your finances, maybe mental health, maybe challenges in your marriage with your children, with your own growth. It's there, and it's free to you as a member here at the church. We want you to share with your family and share with your friends. For those of you who are online, we have access points for you as well. You can also scan the QR code. There will be individuals that will be standing by to my right, to your left at the end of service. You'll see they'll have little flags and they can help you get connected if you experience an issue with downloading the app or filling out your registration. We'll make Zoom trainings available to you in the coming days and weeks just to help you navigate and learn how to use the tool. And I'll say this, the company acknowledges this, but they don't say it a lot because they can't just for uh, copywriting purposes. But if you're familiar with Netflix, the platform looks exactly the same. You can create your own library of resources and everything is at your fingertips and it is on demand. Amen? Amen. All right, so listen. Do I need a QR code? So put the QR code up on the screen for them. Get your phones out, everybody. Get your phones out. Get your phones out. Get your phone out. Scan that QR code. Now, Lady Swan is kind. This resource, as she said, if you're familiar with Netflix and how it's arranged by genre of a category, movie section, this is arranged the exact same way, but for content that will help you to be stronger in the Lord and achieve victory through the power that God has given you. So with that, you have videos, series, and some of them even have um, note sheets, study guides that you can download for free that you can keep with you as it goes on. We're talking about from world-renowned, world-respected ministers, and pastors, and leaders in the faith across the country. So as I said to you before, one of my concerns is I know with social media, People go on social media, you get all kinds of content, but how do you vet the source? How do you know that the source is legitimate? I can tell you confidently that every resource in Right Now Media has already been vetted 
and it's in line with our theological positions. So this is major. Now, you might not understand it right now until you get into it, but once you get into it, you will see that there are literally thousands of video content of which you can choose. So, I did Deuteronomy today for an example. There is a Bible study on the book of Deuteronomy in Right Now Media. If you want to go in, search the Bible study tool, find that study on Deuteronomy, then you can have a better background as to what I was talking about today. So what we're doing is giving you more tools in your toolbox so that you and your family can be able to grow in the things of God because we understand it is too much mess that is available, that is filling our minds, that's causing us not to walk in the power that God has for us. So, download the app. It's right now, media. You fill out an account. It gives you free access to all of the information in there, and you can share it with your family to have them to join in with you as well. So when we start doing Bible studies going forward, small groups, discipleship classes, some of the material that we're going to use is going to be from Right Now Media, and we want you to be a part of this. So this is very, very exciting. Let's give Lady Swan a big clap off in the praise, everybody. Thank you, baby. Now, if you need help setting up your account, there are some people that will be available. Um, they'll be available to help you with that. You can see Cordella and others to help if you need available getting your account established. If you want after today to receive Christ and be a partner in our ministry, we'll be standing up here after service as well. For any visitor that is here today, would you please come up? Let me also, again, personally thank you for coming to service today. Now, let's all stand, please. We're going to head on out. I know y'all got to get ready for these parties. By the way, quick question. Chicken wings, drums, or flats? Which ones y'all going with? Flats? Flats? What you got, John? Drums. Raise your hand if you if you are flat. You flats. Boy, chicken don't stand a chance to hear, boy. I'm gonna say that right now. Drums. Where are my drum people? Where are my drum people? Now, some of y'all put your hand up twice now. Wait a minute. I just love chicken pass. I don't care which one it is. All right. Y'all be safe out here today and bless the Lord. Y'all be careful. Download that and start looking at it. It's going to definitely revolutionize how we do ministry here at the church. Now, God, may your grace, your peace, and your power keep and sustain us all. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. amen. Love you. Have a great day, everybody.
Welcome back. We thank you again for worshiping with us this morning. And we hope that something was said, something was done, or a song was sung that helps your spirit be better prepared for your week. Remember, we stand on those three things, love, grow, and serve. And prayerfully, that was illustrated today in our service. If you want to know more of who Ivy is, download our Ivy app, follow us on social media, or go to our website. Again, we thank you, and we pray that you have a blessed week. Love, grow, and serve.